And we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Signs and Wonders. Thanks for joining us tonight. We have Captain Aaron again, and he wants to talk a bit. Oh, something happened. Did I lose connection? Oh, no, we're still here. Never mind. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, Aaron's going to talk to us a little bit about the mark of the beast and the end time system. So, uh, take it away, buddy. All right, hello, my name is Aaron. My cat, my channel is Captain Aaron. If there's any feedback or any echo, can you please let me know? Because I can throw my headphones in and hopefully solve the issue. Yeah, but how's today, the audio, guys? Is the audio okay? Yeah, how's is the audio? The how do I sound? Do I need to be about here? Is there an echo? Is it listenable? Can you hear me clearly? Just Can you make up my words? Everybody, like, type the letter K if it sounds every if it sounds good. Okay. The yellow. Oh, awesome. Okay. At least it's okay to you. No, I'm just I'm putting that in the chat. Excellent. So, yeah, if yeah, you can hear me okay, just say okay, or your audio's great, or sounds good, whatever you want. Just confirm so I don't have to like talk for ten minutes and then find out nobody's heard me. Kind of happened last night. Yeah, I think you're coming in okay. Yeah, everyone okay, there says, we go. A, a little echo. Everyone okay, says it's fine. There's a little tiny echo, but most people are saying you sound fine, so just go ahead, buddy. Okay, my name's Aaron. I was born in Canada, in British Columbia, in 1973. And by the time I was 15, 16, I was ready for, to be out in the streets. I had a dysfunctional family life. And I hit the streets. And unknown to me, I had a loving creator God who loved me so much to save me. And I appreciated that very much. And what did it was this really cheesy movie. Just a second, I'm gonna go plug my headphones in. Do you think that'll be better, bro? Okay, yeah, this might be better. So I watched this really cheesy movie. It's this, this old movie called uh, Thief in the Night that was done back in like 1972 or three. And it's a pre-trip movie. It's, you know, along the mainstream lines, what most churches teach today, that everybody's going to be saved from the tribulation by a, a secret rapture that we all better be ready for. But I was opened, it opened my eyes. This cheesy movie opened my eyes to the concept of what's called the mark of the beast, which can be found in the book of Revelations, chapter 13, verse 16. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, so that no man, no one might buy or sell except those that have the mark of the beast. And something happened in me. I think God revealed to me that very same night that I both needed to be saved and I needed to start telling people about the mark of the beast. The next day, we were I was staying out in the Okanagan. It's, it's an area of BC. I went to church with these people, and I was saved that very day. And at the age of 16, I was still so young. But God clutched me and grabbed onto me, and he's held on to me ever since. He held on to me ever since the age of 16 to about you know, a few years ago when I really made him my master. And he gave me the tidbits of information along the way. Yes, speaking the night. Check.
I can't hear you anymore for some reason, buddy. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, you just cut out. It's okay. I'll put you back in. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's Skyping, dude. I'm not sure yeah, what the problem. Yeah, you just have bad. Uh, I also have a bad connection. But the bitrate of my audio is quite low, so it shouldn't be an issue. You can still hear me. Can you still hear me? I'm so sorry, man. That's okay. Some retard. It's the same thing that happened to you, man. Someone just showed up at my fucking door. Some retard. Oh, so mad. Banging on my door at midnight with $5 trying to buy cigarettes off me. Like, go away. I don't even know you. Get out of here. Oh, that was crazy the other day, yeah. Same shit for you, eh? Yeah. Stupid shit showing up. It's like, it's midnight, and you're coming to my door, some drunk Indian with $5 to buy smokes. Like, dude, I'm in the middle of a live stream. The guy was knocking for, like, 10 minutes straight. Wow. Like, get a brain in your head, you know what I mean, dude? Like, I'm a nice person, but I told him, don't ever come back to my house again. Like. <laughs> That's what happened to me yesterday. With like, I can't believe that, practice. man. Anyway, I got to get you back in here. Sorry, guys. I'm going to get Aaron. I'm sorry about the mix-up here. I'm getting him back right now. Okay. Are you there, Aaron? Here, yes. Yes, I'm here. Can you okay. hear me? I don't know if the chat can hear you. Hello. Um, 
It's Captain Aaron. I'm back from the WeTrek Studios, and I would like to get another sound check. If you can hear me. Okay, no you're echo. back, bro, but you're staticky oh, right. and echoey a bit. I'm sorry, guys. He has a really bad internet connection, so I hope it's not me echoing, is it? If it, Is it Captain Aaron echoing? He has a really low What's latency that? and a really bad internet connection because he lives, like, in a rural area. I live so, in a village of, like, what, 1,000? What's the count here? So I'm hoping you guys 13, can... 15. I'm hoping you guys can hear him good enough to just continue with the show, so... Check, sound check, sound check. Awesome, okay. So, okay. where was I? Right, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm just going to paraphrase it. The verse that was specifically out of that context that it's in, that was given to this these people I was living with, was, ask me and I will show you great wonderful things which haven't happened yet. Something to that effect. Please don't quote me. I don't remember scripture word. <laughs> and I did. I don't know if it was a mistake or not, but I asked God that very same day, Lord God, I want to know more about the future. Because at that time, I was a 16-year-old, and I'd been on the streets a little bit. There was some problems going on and whatever, and I was, I was starting to turn to drugs to try and cope with crap on the street. And... So I got into doing like, stupid stuff on acid, a little bit of speed. So I was wondering about things because suddenly, like, here was this alternate view through the lenses of drugs and an alternate perception of reality. Suddenly I was wondering about things because I was certainly feeling mortal. I was certainly feeling mortal at those times because like, the city was a big, scary place for a young kid that had just been, like, you know, kicked out on the streets. Hello, people from all over the place. Look at that. Hello from Toronto. How you doing there? Uh, yeah, how's it going? Hagadolar. He's got a very hard name to pronounce, but... Uh, anyway, Carrie, continue with your story there, Aaron. Sorry. He's got an interesting name. So, what I, what I figured out over the following years is that everything I was looking at seemed to be at some geared towards this mark of the beast that had been revealed to me somehow. In, in the day I asked, and it Crazy. Sorry, Why sorry, bro. Sorry, it's all good. You're it's back all good? Now. You're back now. Keep going. Okay. There's a bit of a delay in the chat, so... Okay, uh, so, yeah, so just when I was cruising around online one night back in 2005, I saw this news story that blew my mind. It was that the FDA had cleared the Verichip, the human implantable microchip, for use in humans. And it was like, what? This is crazy. Because 10 years previous, back in 95, I was in prison down in central British Columbia. And I was walking up the border one day. And I heard on the main intercom, 
Would all prisoners who haven't had their hand scanned please report to the gym? And it, and it just it blew over me this knowledge that I carried with me all the way since the age of 16. Wow. That was so they weren't shipping prisoners now without. No, nope, like, they weren't shipping them in '95. But they had the prototype machine that could scan your right hand. It does an infrared laser and scans the blood vessels in the back of your hand and makes a map of it. Uh, an image gets stored on file. And then when you scan your hand again, it compares it to that previous image and the green light goes off and your account's open or whatever. Back then, the machine was like a cubic meter, or like three quarters of a cubic meter. And it had the hand scanner part plugged into it as a separate device, but now I've seen them on walls like lately, where they're just the device you stick your hand in, that's it, they're, they're super small. So back in 95 was was 10 years previous to the injectable ship. 2005 came along, and Veraship came out, and I just knew in my heart parts, in my in my mind wisdom that Christ gave me that this thing is the precursor, if not the mark of the beast. Because if you, if you look at Revelation 13 closely, this mark is in the hand. I-N. That means in the hand. That doesn't mean on it. I used to think maybe it would be some kind of, you know, laser barcode or, you know, stick-on device or something that attaches somehow. But no, it's in the hand. Okay. I know a little bit about skin. I'll just drop this bomb right now. I've, I was a professional tattoo artist for over a decade. So I know a little bit about the skin. Our skin has three main layers to it. I mean, there's actually like 12, but there's three main ones. So let's keep it simple for the, the sake of simplicity, for understanding purposes. The outer layer is called your epidermis. This is the layer that when you injure it, it can totally heal up. It totally heals up with, with skin cells of its own kind, with epidermis, epidermis cells, and no harm, no foul. The problem happens when you cut too deep by accident or whatever, and you get to the second layer underneath, which is called the dermis. This layer, when injured, cannot heal cells of its own kind. It can heal the holes in it with cells made of scar tissue. And this is the target layer for tattoo artists. We want to go into through the epidermis and into the dermis. It's only like a millimeter or so, or it's second of an inch if you're American. Maybe a sixteenth of an inch if the artist is really cool. Ouch. But in any case, the second layer down in the skin of the hands is the dermis. So the third layer down underneath the dermis where tattoos and stuff is called the subcutaneous layer. That's where the roots of hairs, the there's some fat stuff, there's some sweat plants to poke through that's over the take roots the flesh and the that's where they update. You don't want to tattoo that deep because it's big, it's both pop marks and blues and green and seeds there. But this is the layer in which they deposit the spare ship, microchip that are implanted in humans. So they punch through the out there, the epidermis, and through the dermis to get that right sized piece of chip into your subcutaneous layer. And don't fool people. This ship is not the size of a grain of rice. This is the size of like four grains of rice. It's pretty massive. Now this might not be the one you release for the actual beast system, which we'll get into shortly, but it does leave a mark. Remember what we were talking about? Remember about the dermis not being able to heal up with cells of its own kind? It heals up with scar tissues. And guess what? 
if you poke something through your dermis, especially a big syringe, it's going to leave a crescent-shaped mark in your right hand. And if you don't have a right hand, you have a forehead. You all have foreheads to some degree. They'll punch you in there. And you'll get to, you'll get oh, to the store. You want to know what I heard? What'd that you hear? they actually did a study to find out, because those RFID chips, they have uh, little lithium batteries in them. And they actually were paid a lot of a lot of money to do a study to find out which part of the body would charge the battery, like keep it going the longest, like which part of the body fluctuates in heat. And your right hand, your forehead and your right hand are the two parts in the human body that the heat fluctuates the most, and that's um, that's good for the. Uh, for the lithium battery that's in the RFID chip. It might be in some of them. I've I've not heard of a lithium battery actually being in one of those things except if it's some kind of track unit. Yeah, I've that's always what the RFID chips have in them. They have little batteries in them. Oh, some of them must. I don't know. I haven't really looked into current, like, today's stuff with what they're doing with them. I've always come to know that a near-field scanner, a reader, sends a frequency radio frequency to the device and the antenna on the device is what captures that energy and it modulates it into usable energy that fires the chip up and that chip in return transmits its unique serial number from a secondary antenna that's also coiled up in it back out to the reader now people tell people that the range of scanners used to pick up these cards is only like 10 centimeters. But that's not entirely true. The distance required to scan these cards totally fluctuates based on the strength of the scanner. If you've got a really strong scanner, and there's some really strong scanners now, fits in one hand that can scan 10 meters away, that's about 30 feet, and get their unique serial key and whatever nothing hey Aaron I got an idea bro why don't you try closing down YouTube and everything it might help with your streaming and your cutting in and out with your voice right I've got my headphones on and there's no volume I know but if you have YouTube open at the same time and you're watching the show you're gonna be using a lot of latency right especially if you only have a slow upload speed okay just a recommendation it might make you yeah. sound better it's just people in the chat YouTube's closed I don't think it's uh, anything I can do about it I've got headphones in there's actually no sound in the room it's speaking into the microphone uh, and it's going yeah I know I'm saying it's probably better now like if you actually closed your YouTube and you closed, yeah, it's closed. if you closed everything that everything might closed be taken Skype yeah, nothing's down. Everything that might be up. taking any bitrate or any juice, like it might help. But yeah, yeah, everything's close. Okay, I run. A I hear you good now. Computer. Just go ahead, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I run a real minimal computer. There's, there's as few things running on this computer as possible. Melissa it's loves Jesus. Said it sounds much better now. So. Okay, good. Maybe that was it. I don't. I don't know. She said your friend was right. Hey, thanks, Melissa. All right. Okay, good. Glad that sorted it out. Awesome. Okay, well, and you guys got to remember that Aaron it also has a very low speed internet, so you're just gonna kind of have to deal with what we got here. So sorry about that, guys. I live in a village of thirteen hundred and fifty people. 
and Telus won't come by and upgrade us to anything past it. really crappy speeds. So in any case, these RFID chips, these things are everywhere now. If uh, do you have a picture of these, Nick? You want yeah, to they're up? up right now, bro. I got a picture up right now. Do you have anything about like? Have you had any uh, with gas pumps or vending machines with that tap and go thing? So I'm seeing a lot of that now. You take your current card, which oh, last you mean 10 like years. The QR had chip code? The QR code where you can like scan nope. it with your cell phone? Nope. The scanners on the pumps themselves that show a little hand tapping their card. Yeah, right. And it's right. actually a near field scanner for RFID chips. Wow, I'm going to find a picture of that right now. We don't have that in Canada, bro. I've never seen that anywhere. Yeah, it's all over the place. Down here at Cash Creek, like every pump has them. It's really weird. Here's a really neat scientific experiment. Hopefully at home, if I can, you know, if acetone doesn't bother anybody. That's the stuff they use to remove nail polish. And any woman or man out there that wears nail polish will understand that it's not a very harmful substance. So you might want to do this. If you have an old bank card somewhere, look for three curved lines on it that denotes the RFID capabilities of the card. If you see that three-lined little broadcasting thing, it looks like a three or four T bar thing, but, it, but like transmitting, yeah. you know that there's an RFID chip in there. Now, if you take your old bank card, you can fill a small car halfway or so with acetone, nail polish remover, not that other stuff. It has to be acetone because that's the stuff that soaks in the plastic that they make these cards with. They make these cards in layers, and when they form the plastic, it first has a solvent in it that's like acetone, so it's soft. And they can roll two layers together over a RFID microchip that has two antennas in it. So if you want to do this at home for your very own selves, you can take your bank card, put it into a jar of acetone so it's submerged, and leave that overnight. Just put the lid on loose because it might make a little expanding gas or whatever. It won't bubble, it won't do anything dangerous. Just put it somewhere safe and leave it overnight. And when you look at it the next day, you'll see a bunch of shredded looking bits of rubber because that's what you've basically created by rehydrating the cart with solvent. It becomes floppy rubber again. And at that point, you can easily peel the layers away to expose the RFID chip contained therein. Wow. And here's the fun part. Yeah, some people stick them on you know, a piece of tape or they, or they roll them up and they, they wrap them in tape and they shove them inside a key fob. Here's the fun part. Making the association between your current credit card, debit card, bank card, tap card, whatever you got on the go now, I guarantee all of you that carry a wallet in any kind, regular mainstream card of any kind, you're carrying a wireless spy device that can be triangulated from any three smart meters that are anywhere close by. So the correlation between these parts and the implantable human microchip, ergo the mark of the beast, is really simple. Once you do this for yourself at home, the acetone of the old part, get that wire loop antenna out there. You'll notice how fine the copper wire is. There should be two of them. And just wrap that shit up, squeeze it between your fingers, pardon my friend, and twist that up like you're, you're making a little, I don't know, hair bubble or something. And you'll notice something. It quickly becomes the stuff 
of one of those chips that's encapsulated in glass. That's so I have a picture up right now, you guys, of a gas pump, and you see that little black box up above the uh, place where you put your debit card? That's an RFID hand scanner. That's pretty creepy. I've never seen that yet in any town I live in. Yeah, so what they're doing is training people. Oh, look, I got a super chat from Signs and Wonders, $2 Canadian. Love the show. Oh, All thank right. you, Signs and Wonders. Who's <laughs> Signs and Never heard of him. Yeah, I've never heard of him either. He must be like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, those are everywhere. Next time y'all are, y'all, next time y'all are at, think of a better word, are at a gas station, check that out. They don't, they don't really advertise it much. You really got to look for it. One other thing to notice at gas stations, speaking of the beast system, which we're going to touch on, if that's all right. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, is that at these very same gas pumps, if you take a good look around, you'll notice that there's going to, I guarantee you, there's going to be advertising about collecting points. There's going to be information about how to earn points into some digital accounts that you can use for fuel. Now, what does this sound like to me? It sounds like training. It sounds like people are walking to the pump and they're, they're, they're swiping their right hands to pay for fuel and they're earning these digital unit currency, which they're now calling points. Let's touch on Bitcoin for a moment. Bitcoin, I believe, is the very first successful cryptocurrency. But what it is, really, is a test. They're not going to let us have a cryptocurrency that is untraceable, that they don't completely control. I believe this was a test run, uh, a model defense, where they're going to they're gonna figure out how well the point system works, and they're going to apply that globally. When the new world order steps in, and the one world government steps in, and the world is ruled by 10 kings, including the Antichrist, this system is going to be in place, and people will not be able to buy or sell except those that have a chip. And at some point, when things get really bad, People will beg for the solution of getting injected with these chips because of wanton crime, the lawlessness, the out-of-control stuff that will suddenly be impossible because this will seem like a perfect system. People will line up with this stuff for blocks, thinking that they're going to have a little bit of security, they're going to have a little bit of safety because they've joined up with the dual daughter to perfect new global system where there's forced peace at the end of the barrel done, and it's not the peace. The prophets say that it's false peace, and it's only gonna last three and a half years. Now, I'm a post-tripper. What that means is, I believe the rapture happens before the wrath, because we're not appointed unto wrath, but after the tribulation of those days, the sun of the moon, and there's a great earthquake, and flashes of light. A post-tripper, so what exactly does that mean again? That's, that's the rapture. That's when he comes down. doesn't touch down. He comes down to the cloud. That's up his own. The elect, which is us. No, I know what the rapture is, but post, yeah. a post, uh, that means, <coughs> that means you After. believe that you're going to get raptured before the tribulation? No, that, that would be a, a pre-tribulation stand. <coughs> oh, post, yeah, sorry, you're yeah. post-tribulation. I'm going by the words of Jesus when he says, After <coughs> the words of tribulation of those days, when the sun and the moon go dark. Yeah, so... Yeah, he'll come uh, down and beat up the clouds. I believe he sends our, our passed-on 
ancestors. Yeah, what do you think about that, Aaron? How Trump uh, moved the the American embassy to Israel, the head of it to Israel. I'm not exactly sure how. I mean, to Jerusalem. To, sorry, Zionism. to Jerusalem. I'm not sure how rooted in Zionism these people actually are. But if they're not, if by chance, I will give the benefit of the doubt, because God's going to curse those that curse Israel and bless those that bless Israel. And I don't want to buy some fluke by some faulty information that I've come across decide to curse the Jews. But I'm not sure what to do. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. That's what I mean though. Israel is it talking about it's not talking about like the Zionists that live there now. Like when it says people like bless Israel, like every time Jesus mentioned like, you know, the lost sheep of Israel, like the house of Israel, I don't think he was talking about the people like a lot of the Jews in Israel that are there now are not true Jews. You know what I mean? I agree. Yes. Like, if you guys, Back I don't know if a lot of you guys in the live chat know this, but if you want to actually move and live in Israel, you have to denounce Christianity and convert to Judaism. Like, you, can go, the you can go visit there. official authority calling themselves yeah. so-called, which so was just like not, Pharisees Jesus' day. They had all sorts like of stupid People get, like, like, so... Like, there's Christians that will go to Israel and work like slaves, pretty much, for these people that make wine over there. And the Jews, they don't even let the Christians, like, in their houses and stuff because they have all these rules and how they think that we're unclean and all this. And in the meantime... That's unfortunate for them because in, I don't yeah, think they Yeah, in the meantime, all these Christians are over Jews, there. Jews. In, the mean, in the meantime, these Christians are over there helping them working 10 hours a day for free slave labor just because it says they think it says in their bible that they have to help the jewish people because they're the chosen people of god you know i'm not going to generalize on the entire jewish community based on some idiots actions just like people from other places look towards america and canada and they get this impression that the representatives of Christianity are these weird Vatican people that wear all these robes and funny hats and do all these weird chants and dead languages. And it's simply not true. It's exactly the same kind of issue as when we look over to Israel and we see these Pharisee-level idiots, these clowns, with all their stupid-ass regulations that they've laid on Excuse all of the Jews since time immemorial, since the days of Babylon. We, we see them doing that. Seeing how we're talking about the mark of the beast and everything, um, Notcha Kita brings up a good point. He says, who doesn't know Israel is a Rothschild owned? So that just helps to tie in, seeing how we're talking about the beast system. Absolutely, I totally agree with that, because so. the Zionists over in Israel, the Jew supremacists, let's call them, they're just as much Jews as like white supremacists in America. <coughs> they're not Jews. I mean, yeah, that's even a pretty good point, actually. You know that? They, they missed the boat. They missed the Messiah. I never, still you never, people never think of it that way. Like, those hardcore Zionist, racist, like, Jews, they're pretty much like the neo-Nazis of their religion, eh? Pretty much. And that can be traced back to Babylon during the days of Babel, when they were building the tower. Oh, and he really? was confounded. They Why were confounded. elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, they had this spiritual control system where they would trick everybody in, into doing the things they wanted them to do, and it, it kept them under control. It kept them under control more effectively. And that spilled over throughout all the world empires and into the Roman Empire. 
and it reared its ugly head in the Judaic system a long time ago. And what they operate out of is called the Talmud. That can be traced back to Babylon, and it's a whole bunch of weird regulations that absolutely label Christians as dirtbags, and we need to be cleaned off the face of the earth. And anywhere in the Torah, which is the Old Testament, you won't see stuff like that. You won't see oh, stuff yeah, like that. Oh yeah, the Talmud. That's it says some very nasty things about our Lord and Savior in the Talmud. For yeah, those it does. of you in the audience that are unaware of that, you should see what the Jewish Talmud actually says about Jesus Christ. It says he was the product of a of a whore who was raped by a Roman soldier named really Pantheus or something, and it's it says heretical. he smells like garlic and he's greasy. And it says that, that they got him killed and they're proud of it and all this stuff. Like, this is written right in the Jewish Talmud. So when I found yeah. that out, I was pretty shocked, to say the least. That's the book that the Jews shouldn't accept, in my opinion, because it's not Judaic. It's not of God. It promotes violence and disgusting judgments and crap like that. But in any case, this ties into the beast system because the New World Order, when it moves in, it's going to divide the world up into seven regions. Ten regions on seven continents, sorry. Let me correct myself. Ten regions, each one with a king. And on seven continents, which is symbolized by the seven-headed beast coming out of the sea in the book of Revelations. And on it is ten horns. And on those horns, crowns. So when that happens, the way that ties in is... There will be a one-world religion, which we are starting to see rooting into place. It's basically the interfaith movement, the coexist movement, where Catholics and Buddhists and Muslims and Hindus and Sikhs and Baha'i and whatever and whatever, they're all kissy and huggy and kissy face and they're sharing meals and they're proclaiming that we all serve the same God. We all have to be good people and try and do good things. And it's like, this stuff is such drivel. I mean, it actually includes things that Scripture declares clearly is not to be in the body of Christ. Things that are an abomination to people and an abomination to God. And I'm not going to say any of those words because I know the algorithms are listening and I don't want to get in trouble. But if any of you are awake out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's trying to come for speech. It's, it's trying to get its roots in. This one world religion, it's always kind of been there. Now back in the days of Babylon, I'm not sure what they came up with this information, but the trick was to, to unite everybody and to be super powerful and tyrannical and rule the rest of the world. That was the idea. And they worshipped this god called Dagmon who had fish. So they would fist pads. I mean, you know, it's a fist. The Pope's had this fish head. Anyway, they had, this, they had this idea. They're going to build this tower up to the heavens. So God was like, nope, can't let this happen. And he confounded their languages and they couldn't communicate with each other and could not be effective in that thing which they set out to do build the tower up to the heavens. Now, do you really think God was worried about a stone and mud brick tower? reaching up higher and powering him and taking over the universe. No, not at all. He was worried about some, some tower people were building. Like, think about how high up the atmosphere is. Whether or not there's a, a, a stall in the space after that, I just think about how high you can build a tower. 
just to appear the thickness of like a coat of paint from the distance of the moon. <laughs> that was the threat. The threat was that if they set their minds to build a tower. Sorry, you Aaron, you're just cutting out a little bit. Okay, how's that? Yeah, that's better. Um, you want to get you? I was just wondering, maybe we should get back on to like uh, the end time system and the mark of the beast. We are. Um, okay, yeah, so is there any like new that gas pump thing is crazy? I'm looking at that. Is there anything else that's uh, come out recently? Over in Kamloops, the Walmart there, mm -hmm. they a few years back. I can't remember how long. Do you remember how long? Hello. It's been about a year since they've put this checkout aisles in Walmart and counters. Okay. Called self checkout, and what you do, you bring your groceries. Oh yeah, we have one of those in in uh, in in our town too. Self checkout yeah. in Walmart. Yeah, there's like 22 of them in counters or whatever in Walmart, and you go through these things and you put your groceries down and, and it weighs them and it looks scans them and whatever and it asks you to, to for your card or whatever and boom you go through without any human interaction. And that makes me think of, down in Wisconsin, there's a company, what's it called, Three Square, Four Square? Yeah. And they have a kiosk where they've got some vending machines and they're offering their employees free microchips because they want a secure building where they know where everyone is at all times, what everyone's logged into. And blah, 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 security this, you don't need your passwords or nothing. You just scan your hand and get into this place. And you can actually go down to the lunchroom and purchase things with your injected chip in your right hand. You pick your stuff out of these vending machines. And it, and it looks so cute. It's all this little corner, little cozy corner, where you can go have little health food, granola bar, or your, your hippie snack, or your little V8 health drink, or whatever these trendy baby boomer millennial things are in the corporate world, which I really have no idea about. I want nothing to do with it. But in any <coughs> case, if you take that idea, you can scale that up a little bit to that other idea where it's a small store that just keeps track of you from all angles walk into you. There's nobody in there. And all wow. you do is walk around and take the stuff you want directly off the shelves and walk out with them. You can put them in your pocket, you can put them in your bag you brought from home, you can put them in your baby stroller or in your backpack, zip it up, and walk right up the store and automatically with your, an app on your phone. If you're signed up to the service, it automatically deducts your account for the cost of those items. Now, let's think a little bigger here. Let's put that system we're just describing into a place the size of Walmart, where those self-checkout lanes are currently located. Now we have a problem. They know you walk into the place who you are. And when they're watching you walk around through your cart, they're deducting stuff from your account. And when you walk out the front door and finalizes the transaction, boom. Okay. That's scary because say what if I have a chip and the chips are mandatory and I want to go into Walmart and buy something. Well, the obvious answer is I'm not going to the door. I will not be able to enter that store, let alone buy anything. Now, once they eliminate cash, people will be stuck on these cards. The only people will be able to use their cards is if they start tapping them, because that's going to be the system. That's going to be the mark of the beast. This control <coughs> that I was talking about, that's 
It's been used ever since the days of Babel. And the New World Order and the Mark of the Beast, the Beast system, is no different. This of one world government. Antichrist oh, you're system. cutting out big time, bro. Hello? It's too, yeah, you're there. It's too bad. Maybe if you just talk slow like you're really stupid. The Mark of the Beast day. <laughs> it's just because you cut out when you start talking real fast. I'm sorry, guys. It's it's not his fault. He has a poor internet connection. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. I know. I can hear myself your... fine. I can it's hear you okay, fine. It's okay, bro. You can still talk and stuff. It's just uh, you have a shitty internet connection. There's nothing that can really be done about it, right? Right. Well, as long as people can hear me, I don't know. I'm not even on YouTube, so I'm just going blind yeah, here. Yeah, I know. They We can still hear you. You just... Sometimes okay. you chop in and out. All right, I'll try and keep right in front of the microphone. Yeah, so, just try and talk maybe a little slower, and I don't know. There's not, like I said, there's not much that can be done about it. All right, so that control mechanism they had back in the days of Bell Bell, they have brought it forward through multiple worlds' empires. They brought it through the Medes and the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans. The Romans used it until way after the time of Christ. In fact, they still use it today. It's called the Roman Catholic Church. It's called the Vatican. Again, if you look really close, you'll see throwbacks that go all the way back to Babylon, like the Pope's hat. The Pope's hat is a fish head because they had a fish god back then named Dagon. But, okay, this is part of the New World Order, part of the prophecies that is about to make sense for people that, that haven't heard it, that might be putting this together. Hopefully someone's out there that's going to put this together. Hopefully. The false prophet. There's components of the Antichrist system that's called the false prophet. With this one world, which will be the core of the religions all squished together. Oh, you just cut out. Can you just repeat those last few words? Okay, this one world religion that's going to be coming out with the New World Order okay. is going to be a mishmash of all sorts of religions. It'll be politically correct, <coughs> yeah, socially sure. acceptable, and it's going to have a false prophet. That's what oh, I mean, hey. It's going to come under the pretenses of love and peace. Yes. That's why I think people have to be very careful with this love thing that everybody is kind of pushing. Like, you know, love is yes, good. Yes, ask within yourself, what kind of love is this? Is this worldly love where it's the sensational feelings and emotions and tactileness of physical lusts because that's what it usually is when it's pushed at its well lust media. isn't love right that's no it's where not people at all get confused. But people sure, sure use that mm -hmm. i have another picture i want to show you guys of an rfid chip that is like so tiny it's crazy i don't know if it's real or if it's a cgi picture but it looks real. I got it. I um, just pulled it off of Google. Um, oh, yeah. I believe I downloaded it. <clears throat> Maybe I didn't. Anyway, you can keep talking there, Aaron. I'm just... Uh... Okay. So this false prophet, there's a huge push today. I'm not going to actually say the name of the religion, but it's one I don't agree with at all. And I would challenge anyone that's in that certain religion that's really getting pushed today. Awake people, you know what I'm talking about. You just about. got kind of quiet, bro. Can you speak up a bit? Yeah. Thank you people out there that are awake, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say the name, but... Why? It's the you one say the name? Pardon me? 
you can say the name. I, I want to know what's the name of the religion. The name of the religion is Islam. Oh, well, that's you, what I thought you were talking about. Yes. If you read the Quran, it's not in order. There's a reason for that. Because it's not in order. <laughs> because it's too obvious what happened with this book when you put the books in order. The first part of the Quran talks about love, peace, getting along, you know, Jews at school, blah, blah, granola stuff. Uh, peace <laughs> and, love. and then. Did you say granola and stuff? Zionist one day, basically. Back Is that then. what you said? Granola and stuff? Granola and stuff, man. Far out. <laughs> granola and soy boy. Yeah, he was all peaceful and lovey. What he wanted to do was be accepted by. And this information comes out of the mouth of an ex Muslim who was heavy into it. What he wanted to do back in the day what? was be accepted as a prophet by the Jewish council. Now remember you know, the this deal with uh, Islam Pharisees. is when when Zionists. Muhammad when Muhammad me, dude when Muhammad didn't have an army and a bunch of boys behind him backing him up he was peaceful and loving. As soon well, yeah, as Muhammad got before all that, soon as he when, got an army and as soon as he got money, his true personality came out. He started going around raping, murdering, conking, conquering, and that's when. Muhammad and you also find a lot of stories confusing stories in the um, in the um, Quran that are from the Gnostic Gospels of the Bible like the story and where Jesus talks from his crib or when Jesus turns clay birds into live birds and they fly away so you find like a mismatch of religions from the era in compiled into the Quran and the Islam isn't even an ancient religion it's considered a medieval religion right it came about what six or seven hundred years after Christ so I don't really I think that Islam was created by the devil probably to deceive people away from God right because Satan doesn't want you necessarily worshiping him he just wants to take your mind and your thought and your worship away from God you know Correct. and he's happy with that Right. So the first part of the Quran was written all peaceful and lovey, and he approached the Jewish council at that time and wanted to be considered a prophet. Yeah. And they rejected him because really, in my opinion, no offense to any Muslims out there, but what a loser. Yeah, what a it's loser. okay, Capital bro. L. It's Capital L. Yeah, this guy was engaged to a six-year-old and married her at nine. What do you think you're a god now? So actually, actually, case, actually, can I clarify something? He wasn't engaged... He married a six-year-old, and it was his favorite wife. Her name was Aisha. It says in the Quran he consummated the marriage when she turned nine. Okay, so he's a pedal. Yeah, those are the exact <laughs> words of the Quran. Absolutely. Married her at six, consummated the marriage at nine. Yeah, so the first part of the Quran was all lovey-dovey. He was rejected by the official Pharisee-level Babylonian-style, Talmud-style Jewish council, and he went on the war path. The rest of the book is all about killing everybody, killing the Jews, cutting their fingers off, kill them where you find them. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff like I know. that. And not only the Jews, that's but the what people the back of half the Quran is all about. The people of the, the book. So that's us, too. They say so in the Quran, did. the people of the book, meaning the Bible. Yes. So what they did was take these books, these chapters of a book, and shuffle them like playing cards. So you'll be reading one, and it'll be all peaceful and lovey. And then the very next book will be like, kill them all, kill them all, chop their heads off. So that is going to be the false prophet. When the Antichrist arrives, he's going to appear to be a lot of things to a lot of people. 
He's going to appear to be the Messiah to the Jews. Now remember, they've rejected Jesus Christ as their Messiah. They're going to look at this guy and think he's the Messiah. And he's not going to be Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's going to be Buddha to the Buddhists. He's going to be, uh, what do we got? The fifth Imam to the Muslims. He's going to be Krishna to the Hindus. He's going to be Lord Mateya to the Theosophists. He's going to be that, yeah, the fifth Buddha to the, to the Buddhists. Buddhist. <laughs> oh, no you just, you just cut out there again, bro. Sorry, say that I'm last not, sentence. I'm not Buddhist. I hope not. Yeah, the Christians, we're waiting for Christ. Yeah. And what's going to happen is this Antichrist is going to come along, and the Islam Empire is going to go crazy because here's their reincarnated or whatever, rematerialized Muhammad, who claims to have split the moon in half, by the way. Yeah. I don't see the moon split in half. I think he's lying. So yeah, they're going to think that their religion is the correct one, and they're going to think they're doing their God a favor. They're going to come at us, Nick, and they're going to try and cut all our heads off. And I don't like that idea at all. That's the false prophet part of the equation of the Antichrist system and beast system. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I don't like that idea either, man. No. I mean, I really hope that people that are Muslims do some investigation about the roots of how their religion came to be. And really you question yourself, is this a god of love? Because it's a small g, god, no matter how you slice it. From where I'm looking, it's a god of fiction and of deception and of fear. Muhammad's very first account of an encounter with a so-called angel was one of fear. He almost got strangled half to death, and it was a fearful thing. The Lord, the loving Lord God, our Father, does not operate that way. He operates out of love. And this religion is just, it's demonic and evil, and it's coming. It's coming. Some people propose that the statue that Daniel saw in the dream, it's got toes of, made out of clay and iron mixed. Some people think that the end, like final New World Order law, Sharia law kingdom that is just divided within itself. And it won't, it won't hold together. It's, it's going to collapse. But there's going to be seven years of this. There's going to be three and a half years of fake world peace as brought up by the Antichrist. And in that yeah. time, the beast is coming out. They're going to switch over to the <coughs> There's actually Antichrists, plural. And I believe yes, Obama are. was They are heavily working towards implementing this technology that's going to host the beast system. There are many Antichrists right now, but the Antichrist, singular, is described as a he. And he will rule the nations with, with wrath after three and a half years of world peace. He's going to move in to the newly rebuilt Jewish Third Temple and set up shop and set up an image of himself and demand to be worshipped as God. Thankfully, at that time, the Jews learned a thing or two about worshipping idols, probably from their... Of being you know what? I want to change gears a little bit, if you don't mind, okay. and I want to talk about the uprising of cashless and employee-less grocery stores. Have you guys ever heard of that? They're popping up all over. They're run by Amazon, Jeff Bezos, who is the richest person on the planet. And they are just, um, they're like Amazon grocery stores. You walk into them, 
there's no employees. I think they have like maybe someone standing there to make sure you don't run in and just steal everything, right? But yeah, you might you might have seen the commercials. I put a couple clips on some of my older videos, um, Signs and Wonders, for those of you that have been following my channel for a while. So they just like walk in the store and they just like start putting stuff in their pockets, drinks, like all this stuff on the shelf. They start filling their pockets with all this merchandise and like that's the way the commercial's all set up, right? They make it all kind of like a joke. They This black guy walks in or some ghetto guy, they like make it look like that on purpose and he's like shoving all this stuff in his pockets, right? And there's like this security guard standing there like eyeing him up and then he like looks at him when he's walking through out the door and the security guard's like, wait, hold on. And he like grabs grabs the guy's arm and the guy looks at him and then the security guard like hands him this drink he's like you forgot this this fell out of your pocket man and you're like cool thanks yeah you he forgot your receipt and he walks <laughs> out and like i guess the concept is there's like scanners and sensors and stuff everywhere and when you walk in there and take something off the shelf it automatically senses that it has been taken off the shelf scans it bleep and credits just instantly come off your off your phone or out of your account and uh, that's it and you just walk right out the door that's pretty eerie, looking at it from where I'm looking at it. Because, yeah, way back in 90, 1990, the Lord woke me up to this, that everything's heading towards this one-world government and this mark of the beast and this one-world religion. And I heard so much about it. If you ask anybody about 666, they're going to know what it is. Just like if you ask pretty much anybody who Jesus Christ is, they know who he is. This is one of those things that people cannot be in denial about. Remember the prophecy says in the hand. And what they're doing is putting these chips in the hand. And they're putting these stores in place, these kiosk stores, these stores. Now, picture that scaled up, like we were talking about before. Well, I was yammering about yeah. before. If you scale this stuff up to be four city blocks with a digital checkpoint around the perimeter, you've got a digital ghetto. If if you're not obtaining a good enough social credit score like they're, they're going to put here, they're doing it in China, they're going to do it here too. Yeah. If your social credit score drops from having anti-government views or say you're a Christian, your social credit score is going to plummet. You will lose access to some of these so-called services. At some point, you won't be able to take mass transit because they'll, they'll turn features of your chip off. They will tell the system that you're only allowed at these zones. Say your social credit score is between 300 and 500. So you're only allowed at zone A. You can only go to your work, your home, to the park, and to that <coughs> B-grade grocery store, Walmart, down the street. You're not allowed to go to the fancy store with the health food. You're not allowed to go to the nice park. You can't take that train. You can't take that bus. You're going to have to walk around, and people are going to snub you. If anybody would like uh, us to discuss a topic or have a shout-out, either just send a super chat or uh, send it, address it, or if you don't want to do that, just address a question to me just with the at symbol, and uh, I'll try and pick it out of the chat and uh, address it for you guys. Do you know what I want to talk about are those QR codes? So I have a picture up right now, Aaron, of a guy inside of one of those Amazon stores. And um, he's, you know, those QR codes like on your Yes, phone? the visual ones. Yeah, so that's, he's inside of the Amazon store and he's 
he's got the QR code and it's somehow you just scan it your products with them and you just put them right in yes. your pocket and you just walk right Those out. Those are basically text, like numbers, identification numbers in visual form, like binary or like Morse code. If you look at them, there's rows and rows of squares that yeah. are blank and squares that are filled in. Those represent a number. The benefits to those in industry. Okay, hold like on. It, Let me get a picture of just a QR code up then. Yeah. And then we can go over that. Okay. Yeah, I can't uh, see anything. I'm just going to go Because I think there's something to these. Like, they are. Yes, there is. They are trippy looking like yeah they just look like a bunch of blots and dots and all this but like I'm telling you it's we're talking about the end times and the beast system right now these QR codes especially in China man they are like all over there's one city in China called Shangzong city or something I can't pronounce they basically it. let you communicate with the product that you're looking at okay. the benefits to yeah. that is that they're really good for an automated robotic system so when you've got a warehouse like Amazon that's full of like millions of packages and they've got robots going and finding them, that's the best way. You stick on something visual that it can't confuse with anything else because it's visually attached to the object that it needs to bring to a certain destination. The difference between those and RFID chips is that they're scanned. They can't necessarily be triangulated effectively in a closed system like a, like an Amazon mail line. Well, so I, people uh, want better for robots. They're also better for people because people can recognize them and use their scanner on their phone to pull up information about whatever they're looking at. Okay, well, I got a picture of them up, of one up right now, this QR code, and uh, someone is saying QR code are like classic barcodes. Yeah, I know they are in a way. Yeah, they are, they are but there's part of even, even those barcodes is that has 666 imprinted in them. Yes, they and do. There's a skinny we'll, line. We'll go, space, we'll go over the barcode thing in a second, the 666 thing in the barcodes. I'll bring a picture of that up in a second, but I wanted to talk about these QR codes in certain parts of China, and it just so happens that China is playing a big role in the end times, man. Like, they're actually paying their citizens up to $2,000 equivalent in American money. It's, I don't know how much that is in Chinese yen, but it works out they to They profess about, to be the military uh, arm of the New the World Order. Something there. That's what they call themselves. It works out to about $2,000 American, and the Chinese government is paying their citizens up to two thousand dollars to go and rat out their neighbors and rat out other christians their government's paying the chinese citizens to go find christians and it's so crazy because in china right now what's happening is what what's happening two thousand years ago in rome uh, with the first original apostles and the disciples where they would meet in houses and meet underground and in women's houses and they were hunted down by the pharisees and stuff right and, and they would uh, communicate with one another by making right the sign of the fish in the sand it's crazy. That's what's going on in China. And China is where they're using all these QR codes. There's a one city, Shenzhong City in China. It's like where most of the world's technology is invented. And this guy went over there and did a documentary. And, like, he brought his credit card. And he couldn't even pay for anything, bro. Anything. He was trying to buy lunch, drinks, pops from all these stores. And they're like, no, no, no. And he was not. Ex they were not accepting it anywhere. All you can use in Shenzhong City pretty much are these QR codes. And you 
you scan them with your phone and i was like wow like i'm sure there's places maybe you could find that would accept your credit cards but like everywhere this guy went they're like no no they like, wouldn't accept visa mastercard nothing like all they would accept was his phone and let and a scanning this qr code thing so i yep. definitely think there is something to this there's going to be a central database where all of your stuff goes all of your purchases all of your facebook posts even the ones you start typing and then press backspace on, they're all stored. Your health history, your bank stuff, your identification stuff, your licensing, all that stuff is stored on, on one central database accessible by one key. And that key you need your number in it. And yes, it's based on the barcode system, which, by the way, was invented by IBM. And they, they won that for it back in 1952. Okay, well, I'll get speaking about the barcode, we're going to get into that right now. Uh, so I don't know, for those of you who don't know uh, what me and Aaron are talking about here with the barcodes, I will um, bring up a picture here really quick. Just give me a sec. Uh, so I'm going to throw up a quick picture of this and... Uh, doesn't look very good because it's right over that but anyway whatever <laughs> so on the left is a skinny line skinny space skinny line and I'm going by memory here and those two lines in the space are longer than the rest except for the two in the middle yeah right. so you do no you did really good so um, you guys those, see the those barcode there six in barcode language and that tells yeah. the computer when to start reading where the difference between the location and the store codes are in the middle yeah. and the one at the end tells yeah. the computer to stop reading yeah okay so this is like an actual fact they're not hiding it you guys can look this up for yourself if you're you see on the screen right now those barcodes well you see um at the very beginning on the left by the zero there there's those two skinny lines that come down longer than all the other ones and then in the middle there's two more skinny lines and then on the other end at the right there's another two skinny lines that come down longer those are actually barcode language for six 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 and uh, when that actually was first found out I think back in the early 90s or something when people first figured that out it actually caused quite an uproar if I remember correctly with creationists I think it might have made some kind of news down in the states they actually stopped they, they stopped printing the actual numbers on those three lines because they were originally printing the sixes oh were they the actually lines. printing the numbers at first yes they did wow yeah and that barcode it goes back to 1952 to IBM IBM is the inventor of the barcode they won the patent from amongst a couple other entries that weren't quite the same thing but what they based their barcode on was if you look underneath the barcode, there's numbers and letters sometimes. There's a number of letters under there, mostly numbers now. But that looks a lot alike to the Auschwitz tattoos that people in concentration camps received in World War II Germany. IBM put Hollerith punch guard computers in these German death camps, all of them. And they also provided punch cards and staff to support and maintain and use these machines. And what these machines did was categorize people based on information that was collected about them. 
All of that was stored in these old-fashioned punch cards you would feed into the computer. Wow. And, yeah, and staff back then could punch in criteria, like where a person was from, their ancestry, their occupation, what their interests were. And this, this antique computer would quantify results out of that and end up with a list of identities of people that met that criteria. And they could apply various forms of persecution to them, like you were going to the death chamber or whatever. People were tattooed in the camps with that number letter sequence. That was the original barcode. They would look at that and correlate that to their file, their file folder, their database. And in there was their punch card and any information they'd collected on them. What are you talking about? That they printed on the, the Holocaust survivors? Absolutely. The people from the Holocaust with the tattoos on their arms, yeah. that's an IBM product. That was the dad of the barcode. The barcode came out in 1952 using the exact same system. Wow. Started putting it on every product in the world. That's crazy. Isn't that mind-blowing? Hello? Yeah, isn't that mind-blowing? What do you think of that? There you are, yeah. That is mind-blowing, bro. I think that's insane. You can look that up. IBM and the Holocaust, they don't like that part of their history because they were dealing directly with Hitler and installing huge computer systems into these death camps. Wow. That's so crazy. So Public domain information. IBM... What, they, not 1952, you said, right? That's when the barcode was patented, I believe. I might be wrong. I mean, I'm going all by memory. But right? the, the Nazis were like in the 40s, right? Say that again? The Nazis were in the 40s. The Nazi regime was mostly from the early 30s, and the war started 39. Yeah, so it couldn't have been like boss. IBM. Was... Yes, IBM was computers in all the way back to the 1920s, I believe. The original Hollerith machine was developed in the United States actually in the 1890s. And they were going to use it for collecting census data. They counted people every 10 years because they realized that it would take longer than 10 years to count the next batch of people 10 years later. So they needed a machine to help them with. And instantly they started using it to obtain information about demographics and race, like how many black people, how many white people, all of that kind of stuff. And they realized they could use this to control the information. And they have been ever since. It's called Facebook now. (laughs) Yeah, Facebook. It's called Facebook. How about supercomputers? What do you think of supercomputers? Are you talking about the quantum computers? Mm Mm-hmm. I got a picture up right now. IBM started in 1911. 1911 quantum computers started? 1924 was their first business machine. Not a quantum computer, bro. That's like brand new technology. Yeah, that's the original computers. I I got a picture up right now of of a room full of supercomputers. A lot of people, and I've heard this before... That suit these giant crazy supercomputers that they have nowadays are somehow tied into the B system. Yes, not yet though. 
But yes, it's going to happen because what they're trying what they're trying to do is create a mechanical brain, an electrical brain that something can inhabit. Now, let's skip ahead in prophecy to where the lake of fire happens. The beast and the false prophet are cast into the lake of fire at the end of the wrath. And this means the beast, this system, is an animated being of some kind. Now, this might sound ridiculous to some people, and I don't care if it does, but they're building a digital brain that's powerful enough for a demonic mind to inhabit and work purely from an electrical standpoint. I believe that's what quantum computers are going to be for. You couple that with a network that's 5G capable, and you've got a worldwide-sized neural net that can be inhabited, and they can call it AI. AI is the name they have for it now. The function where the brain can actually start storing information and resemble thinking. That's what needs to happen for something that's a spirit, a dark spirit, a demon of some kind. Yeah, totally. To inhabit. Once it does, it will have a fake or an artificial omnipresence with all of its billions and billions of video cameras and microphones on every street lamp, on every intersection, in your your computer. Now we're talking about some crazy shit here. If you notice, the devil always counterfeits God. And in this case, it's a counterfeit omnipresence where he can kind of see everything, but not all at the same time. So that's that's his fake way of being all-powerful. That's the beast system. People will wonder after the beast, who can make war with the beast, they will say. Well, when you've got a digital entity that's 6,000 years old, has never slept, is way more cunningly intelligent and destructive and nihilistic than any human being can ever be, and it's inhabiting robots that's got machine guns on it that can go 80 miles an hour, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about this demonic entity that God throws into the lake of fire. It's a tangible, recognizable thing. It's some kind of beast. That's a kind of a really freaky concept, hey? These supercomputers just taking control it is. of all the all the cameras everywhere on the street cameras and and like all the Wi-Fi and and Bluetooth capable equipment now. Like this, like computer artificial intelligence could come. To, to life almost and just watch your every move like everywhere you go like, pretty much a direct knows, window from the dark side who knows like, how crazily powerful these supercomputers uh, super are nowadays like who knows what they're like not telling us you know what I mean if they're telling us they're working on stuff they've already completed it and are using it that's generally how it goes alright I got a I got a juicy topic what do you think about CERN and Large Hadron Collider? I think the beginning of the end, stuff like the bottomless pit comes to mind. If they can punch a hole into the lower dimension, which apparently, by the way, everything exists in a state of combustion in order yeah. to actually exist, it's combusting, which is really weird. They have to keep this stuff CERN. CERN is this big ring that spits protons around. They'll split an atom up and send the protons one way and some of the protons the other way, basically. And they'll collide. 
So that's almost twice the speed of light they get with a head-on collision of some protons. No, they don't go twice the speed of light. They hit almost the speed of light. The combined speed, are you talking they about? Hit, yeah, they shoot the proton at almost the speed of light. So they okay, claim. So almost so the speed of light that's one what way. they claim. Almost they claim the speed of light the other way is almost twice the speed of light head-on No, collision. no, they claim they can get the impact to happen at almost the speed of light. Okay, that's that's almost the speed of light. Then I'll I stand I'm pretty sure. I'm ninety-eight percent sure. I don't yep. think they've ever case, got anything. That's what they're I, doing. I don't think that they've happens, ever got anything to go twice the speed of light. But I think they can say claim they speed it up. Nothing's to almost going the twice speed. the speed of light. Okay, here. If you've got a car going one way at eighty kilometers an hour, and you've got a car going the other way at eighty kilometers an hour, that's yeah. almost a hundred kilometers an hour. Each of them. Yeah. Now, when they still... collide head on, they produce a 160 kilometer an hour impact because their speed relative to each other is 160 kilometers an hour. No. I believe it's the same thing with protons. If protons are traveling three quarters of the speed of light one way and three quarters of the speed of light the other way and they come around in a ring and collide, that is 1.5 times the speed of light at the collision site. That's how much damage it does, the equivalent thereof. Well, so in any case, those holes punch into something that nobody understands. And what they've been doing is getting stuff out of these holes that they claim are into another dimension. Not, not only do they claim this is another dimension, they claim there's beings in there. They'll tell you plainly. Uh, Siri, this is a, uh, Siri down, down here is the D-Wave quantum computer. Did you know how close that was to us? It's just a couple hours away down in Siri. There's this quantum computer and the guy talking about it is that they're contacting beings with this thing. These what? Okay, wait, back up, back up. What's going on down in Surrey? Sorry about that sound, you there, guys. Surrey, Columbia. Just a few hours down the valley. Yeah, I know where Surrey, I know where Surrey is, of course. So what's happening in Surrey? Wave has a quantum computer. And the guy... Sorry, you're He's cutting out, bro. Sorry, you're cutting out. The guy running... Joe, he's talking about bringing these beings to our reality. And he talks about these sentient beings not giving a crap about us, like we're ants, that they don't care about us. And it's like, what is this guy talking about if he's not talking about demons on the dark side? He's talking about there's things in there that we, don't, we can't explain and that they've been retrieving material from that hole they're making during these these proton collision explosions and they call it antimatter and they've actually CERN has an antimatter factory now where they're bottling the stuff inside special containers that mimic the conditions of that other dimension so the stuff doesn't disappear remember stuff over there somehow exists but only in a state of decomposition of destruction of combustion the way they describe it is, is kind of over my head. I'm not a, not a CERN physicist or nothing. But that's like hell. And if they're poking pinholes into hell, they're going to open a bottomless pit. Or they're at least going to expose the door. Because there's an angel that comes down. It's prophesized in Revelations with a, with a, a great chain. And he opens the door to the bottomless pit. Locusts come up. Well, just battle. speaking yeah, about CERN, kind of you guys... I got a video that I'm going to show the audience 
It's uh, really crazy. Are you still there, Aaron? Yeah, you have it's to a, go though. So you have to, you have to go. Well, can you? And you can show your video and stuff. And okay, let me show the video before you go. Okay, it's been an hour and a half, and I'm I'm running out of voice. I'm, I'm gonna mm -hmm. lose my voice here. The video is only like two minutes, so why don't you? Uh, you can go watch it on the stream, so you see the video like that I'm talking about. Delay. I won't get anywhere with it. You'll be talking again by the time it starts. Go ahead. What do you I'll mean? Just, I'll wait. There's too much of a processing delay between. It's only like 20 seconds, bro. Here. I know, but I'll be waiting 40, 50, 60 seconds for it to actually show on the YouTube live stream because of the delay that I get. So go ahead. I'll, I'll be here. Okay. I think it's... I'd rather be an audible than mess around with sucking my bandwidth up. It's a, it's a crazy opening ceremony video. It's not an opening ceremony. It's like this weird the dance that they do. And like you got to ask yourself, like, why are That's these... That's definitely a demonic ritual. Why are look these at some scientists stuff, doing... There's so much Baphomet stuff and horns and lust, sex, ritual, contortioning, and all of that weird stuff they're doing. Anyway, is, um, here we go. I'm going to play.
<sighs> hey guys. Um, audio. Oh, answer. Hey, bro. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. Aaron. Yes. The cops were at my door, bro. Yeah, you can. Let's all up with that. You okay? That's why. Sorry, that's why I went away there for so long because, uh, yeah, they're like, oh man, that isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. It happened to me yesterday. I know. That's why yeah, that's so bad weird, news bro. Girl like it just by, happened to you five the years. other day. I think that is so trippy, bro. Hey. Oh. Hey. Hello. Hey, there you are. You hear me? Yeah. Same thing happened to me yesterday. Right before we were about to start. Not that, but, but people showed up. Yeah, this bad wow. news. Per- just so, yeah, up. I should tell the live audience. So, do it. Yeah, last, get on there. Or you, you start with the, you start, I know you got to go soon, but you start by telling them what happened yesterday and then I'll, I'll tell them what just happened now. Okay. So, go. Are we ahead. on? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Tell them what happened. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yesterday when we were sound testing and checking out our our live stream right before we got on, I figured the dark side would step in and interfere because I know this is a good thing. Nick's doing a good thing here. I hope that Nick and these debates and these discussions and with with, with God's help is going to reach somebody. And I think the dark side knows this too because yesterday, right before we were to begin, this junkie shows up, this depraved... Like, I'm not judging this person because I was also a really bad junkie at one time. But this depraved junkie shows up after five years. And the last time we saw this person, they were actively engaged in trying to destroy our my mind and my wife's relationship. And they almost succeeded. And I know that I'm supposed to forget these people and everything, but I'm really wary of these people. And for this person to show up last night at the time they did was a direct assault from the dark side because these idiots are play toys for the devil they're play toys for the dark side when they're engaging in heavy it takes them over instant puppets of the devil and they'll throw their bodies at you in this futile attempt to stop you from speaking the truth or sharing the love of christ or the wisdom of his word or the wisdom of Oh, you just cut out there, bro. Well, uh, Aaron cut out, but I'll tell you guys what happened to me, I guess, while we wait for him to come back. Yeah, the cops were just at my door. I used to be a drug dealer. Like, I've been clean for the last, I don't know, Four, five months I've been clean I've lost like 130 pounds I go to the gym every day like I'm positive I don't sell drugs I don't use drugs I don't have weapons I gave myself to Jesus like I've been huge life transformation and uh, this person this loser from my old life asked me for a ride the other day 
up the hill to go to the store and I had a bad feeling about it and uh, my I guess it was God telling me you know I should have listened I should have listened every time I do something like this something bad will happen and yep sure enough cops just came to my door right now and they're like you know what that person you gave a ride to up to Canadian Tire yep we see you there on camera with him and this guy stole a bunch of stuff a dash cam all this stuff and like yeah you better get it back or you're you're getting charged with theft and all this and they were nice and I'm like don't worry I'll get it back and they're like okay yeah no problem you give it back and it's fine you won't be charged everything will be fine so I was like sorry man like I will never hang out with that guy again drive him anywhere like yeah horrible that's what happened that's exactly what happened mm-hmm that's what happened that's why the cops were just here and they're like oh you still selling dope? I'm like, no, man. And they're like, what's with all the cameras up out front of your house? And I'm like, well, that's from when I used to sell dope. People used to try and rob me and kill me and home invade me and shit. And they're like, nice infrared, full uh, infrared night vision uh, motion detecting Wi-Fi cameras. They're worth like 300, 400 bucks per camera. I'm not just going to like throw them away and they were a pain in the ass to install so plus I like having them so I know like people aren't going to come and like try and break in and stuff right they're a personal safety device Mm-hmm. it's not like only drug dealers have cameras outside their houses like come on I think a lot of people should put cameras up because if we claim the area outside of our residences and make that really uncomfortable for these people to operate in they'll go away they'll go somewhere else And if we do things like put up cameras, it doesn't mean we're paranoid. It doesn't mean that we're bad people. It means that we want to protect our families and our private property and our street, if at all possible, from these people that would be lawless and do us harm. Man, I can't believe the cops came here at this time. Like, It's like almost 1 in the morning. Right in the middle of your live stream, dude. I know. Right in the middle of the live stream at like almost 1 a.m. like come on guys is it that big of a deal like a missing dash cam from Canadian Tire they're maybe they're looking for like a you know a quick idea or whatever thinking maybe he's there and they can grab him there <laughs> yeah they probably thought it was here and they could just grab it but yeah, yeah. that's too bad dude that sucks so that's Doesn't the idea I got when this when this person showed up yeah. yesterday that was the impression I got. This is nothing but trouble. And remember that native guy was just at my door too, trying to like. Yeah. I know. I thought it was. I thought there was like. I thought someone had beef with me because I was like mad at that guy. I slammed the door and I'm like, "Don't ever come back here again." And he's like a pretty big dude, so like I thought like you know, uh oh, maybe he's coming back with a couple cousins or something, a couple cousins. right? Because they were like pounding on the door and it's like almost one, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And then I looked on my camera. And there's a cop SUV sitting out front of the house. I'm like, oh boy, what's going on now? They're like, Mr. Johnson. I'm like, oh man. All the cops like know me by name in this town. I'm like, ugh. But those were new cops. I never seen them before, but they know everything about me. 
Yeah. They're like, Absolutely. oh, you still slanging? You still working for this guy up the road? You still doing this? I'm like, holy. They know, like, everything about me, and I've never even met them before. Yeah, they got your file. Oh, yeah. All the cops talked about me, and, like, it's because it's a small town, and they know all the dope dealers in town. And you know what, though? They know you're not now. They know no, you're No, they do know. They know the you're they were talking yourself. to me, bro. He was trying to get, he was trying to get me to like rat out people and shit. I'm like, dude, you're look, you're talking to the wrong guy. Like, I'm not a rat. Sorry. Yeah, you'll go get it back. It's no big deal. Yeah, I'll get it back, but I'm not a rat. He was trying to get info off me. He's like, he's this guy working for this guy who's slanging. And I'm like, dude, uh, I'm like, I don't know. I haven't sold dope for like four or five months. Like, I'm not gonna yeah, be. Yeah, people like, gotta be careful with that shit. We yeah, just, dude, you do gotta out. be careful with that. If you run your mouth, you can get, like, killed, French. bro. I'm getting into metal box in my head mode, dude. What's that, my friend? Metal box mode. Metal box mode? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, that? There's well, there's a certain way of thinking about things that I think one can only process if they've lost their freedom for more than a couple of months at a time. Oh, and, well, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought there. There's the old way that I'm used to reacting with, with problems like these, and that's to show up and cause trouble, etc. Because they heated me out and knew it and didn't, yeah. like, he didn't even give me the heads up. That's the old me. I'd be showing up at their house with a cheese grater. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, here, <laughs> sh shave something off for me, man. I want my pound of flesh. <laughs> yeah. The, old, the newbie would go get that device back or whatever that guy stole and oh, yeah. put, bring it back to the original owner and explain what had happened yeah. to the owner. Oh, I'll get it back, bro. Don't buy. worry. Yeah. You can tell the owner what happened. It's not being I'm not taking a, a charge, man. No way. No. I don't even have a criminal record. I got lucky. Yep. These clowns can go back to their little dumpster holes and scoot up their contaminated junk with with dog urine for all I care. Material possessions, dude. I just, man. It's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, and again, a New World Order device. A surveillance yeah. device that people put on their dash to watch the road in front of them that yeah. can fix them if they mess up and get in an accident. Yeah. Like, they've got all the telemetry when those things are hooked up. They know when you're stepping on the gas, how fast you're going, when you step on the brake, how hard you step on the brake, uh, if the tire's locked well, up. Well, some of them, maybe. Some, Most of them are just cameras that record the road as you drive. All the new cars have these black box systems. Oh, the cars, yeah, if you're talking yeah. about, like, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean, yeah, like, a gas camera. 2013, they've had the plugins for them. Yeah. Hey. You, could, you could actually get them from Progressive Car Insurance down in the States if you were down wow. there. Plug them into your car, and it would keep track adjust your insurance rates based on your driving habits. Just surveillance devices. Those dash cams, too, yeah. They keep they keep GPS points. They keep logs. They keep JPEGs. There's little Wi-Fi things in them that sends them to, you know... Hey, it looks like someone's speaking Hebrew or something in the chat. That's cool. I think that's part of his name. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is... That's part of his name. Oh, cool. The Shaz your Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew. <laughs> nice. It's the same Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew as nice, the last yeah, That's his name for sure. Well, this was cool. Thanks for coming on. I mean, it wasn't really like a planned out formatted debate. We're just talking about... Not at all. Just this was absolutely about spontaneous. The, yeah, just having a chat about the old end times beast system. Um, 
You can hang out as long as you want, Aaron. I don't really mind, bro. I literally had no notes in front of me. I'm just all by memory. I didn't open up my Bible once. And there's all this information. Like, we, we have the ability to know these things. And great deals of it. Like, like a lot of information we can hold in our minds. That's what he made it for. It's like weights. You, you can go down to the gym and work out hard. And when you get results, you're stronger. You know you're stronger. And you know you can lift more. It's much the same with the mind. Yeah, that's we funny. The cops were just talking to me about weight loss. They're like, how much have you lost? I'm like, oh, like 130 pounds. They're like, wow, man. They're all like trying to ask like if like what I'm doing and how I'm working out and like they're like trying to get into my head. Those cops don't even know <laughs> me. I've never even met them and they're like, How much weight have you lost? They all talk about me down there at the station. That's so, good. They know what you're up to. They know you're doing good. They know you're improving. And yeah, they know you're I gonna know. reach people, dude, and they know you got friends that are gonna help you do that. They and you're know, not going to get sucked it's down. because they know what I used to do, and they know all my. They know that I know all the dealers, and they want to. They're obviously they're dirty, dude. I don't have a lot of love for cops. Maybe one day my mind might change, but like I've been treated very poorly by cops my whole life, bro. The police yeah. are there to build a case against you. That's it. They're not there to help you or protect you. Maybe there's one cop here and there that's a good guy and like actually upholds the badge properly, but. Most police are just there, like, when you get arrested, bro, they're not there to, like, uh, be, be fair your counselor and just. Like they're not there your to be fair to keep and just. Us safe all, or be our friends. All they're there to do is build a case against you. From the second the you get arrested, job. from the second they arrest you, they're just trying to build a case against you more and more and more. So every word you say, they're trying to use it against you and twist it. That's why the lawyers say the, the very job, first yeah. thing they say is keep your mouth shut and do not say a word when you get arrested. The government's job is to defend the borders, collect taxes, and bring accused criminals to a court of law. They got no business in the rest of our lives. They've got yeah. no business over our families, schools, no. churches, or groups, or no. our opinions. I don't. The thing is, they don't. Most of them don't properly do the job. They just like are dirty as just as dirty as the criminals. Man, police are like the biggest gang there is. They're just like a gang with a badge and a license to be a gang bro especially the cops in this town are more dirty than the gangsters most of them you think they you think when they do drug busts they hand in all that money 10 grand 30 grand stack of 40 grand maybe if they're with a bunch of people and they can't get away with it but if just I'm not him and like speculate on such a circumstance huh I'm in a really good place. The, the police around here are absolutely straightforward and dedicated to their job, and I have nothing but positive things to say about them around here. I don't know what it's like up there, but I can only speak for around here. I've only been treated with respect that I once never had. Back in yeah. the day when I had a foot and a half tall mohawk on the streets of Vancouver, they hassled me, they jacked me, they pushed me around, all of that stuff. A foot and, and a half tall mohawk on the streets yeah, of Vancouver? These days... The police, they treat me respectfully, like I'm an adult human being that's worthy of, of respect. And the that only... feels great because I've never had that. Yeah. And the first time I've ever got that is from these, these local police because we're such a small village, right? Well, that's good, bro, yeah. Yeah, we've got 1,350 people here. So I've, I've got nothing but positive things to say about this local RCMP squad because... Well, I I've, bet. But, like, I've... If, if that was the case, I'd say the same. It's just... Yeah, exactly. My personal experience, the cops in this... This is an RCMP training ground, so they send all the new cops here, and they... 
I don't know, man. The cops here are so... They do not... They just are lazy and dangerous, and they'll do anything by the book. And, like, it's just... It's horrible, bro. There's one cop here, Constable Smith. He'll fucking... Every time everybody in town knows him, he yells and swears and gets up in your face. He's just, Oh, he sucks. Come from Clearwater? Angry, angry person. Is that the one from Clearwater? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's from Clearwater, but he's in Quinnell now. <laughs> Maybe, bro. They move around, so. Uh, yeah. You know what? I would uh, be a really bad police officer. Yeah. I, I took an online test, like the equivalent of a police academy entrance exam, and I fucking. Yeah. Sorry. I aced it, dude. But I, I would make a really bad cop. I would go so corrupt so quickly. I would be a bad cop. You think so, eh? Well, that doesn't say a lot about yourself there, bro. If you think that you'd be like a corrupt guy right away. I think I would be. That'd be too, I'd have too much fun. It would be like, oh, people have to listen to me. I'd turn into this ravenous control freak that, that would be like enjoying people's nervousness and stuff. <coughs> nice. <coughs> well guys if any of you I want to say if any of you guys ever want to come on and debate or if any of you have ever had a near death experience or a demonic encounter or anything cool that you'd like to share I'd be more than honored to have you on the show you can find my email address on the about page of the channel so shoot me an email if you would ever like to come on the show I'm always looking for guests uh, yeah Thanks Can for I watching. drop a link in the comments in the chat for my website? Yep, I will put a link. You can't put links in the chat because people have been like porn bombed and like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I've I've never tried it, so I don't know. I don't really know what porn bombing is, but like if people can put like porn links or something in there, and then what it does is it gives you like automatic um, community guidelines violation strike. Right. So they made it so you can't link in the channel, but I will put a link to your website in the description of uh, of this video. Okay. I just so threw up WeTrek. You can go ahead and put. You can go ahead and plug your website right now if you want. Tell them about your website and your show. Go ahead and plug it. Okay. Well, I believe in freedom of speech, so I decided to model this talk show after Alex Jones. But not only that, it would be so bad that we would qualify as like Tim and Eric level kind of stuff, like Tim and Eric. If you've never seen them, I would advise you not to go watch them because they're so bad, but it's so funny because it's so bad. So we modeled it after that in a Bob and Doug McKenzie format. And instead of beer, we have wheat. We have marijuana because now it's legal in Canada. We can do this. So here we are. We're on the bridge of the Starship Enterweed. It's basically the Starship Enterprise from the next generation. But here we are on it, and we have a computer that speaks that we can converse with. And we sample various types of marijuana butts on each and every show. So you can find some of these on my YouTube channel at Captain Aaron, if you want to click on my name in the chat or whatever. Yeah, or, they actually oh, keep it... Do they? Do you have an intro? I can play it if you want, so they can see it. Yeah, there is. There's an intro. Okay, I'll download the intro video and I'll show them real quick. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
So I've also got my own platform. It's still kind of been, you know, not quite finished or whatever. It's at wetrek.ca. It's yeah, like Star Trek. It's a pretty Trek. good site. Actually, yeah, I was checking of, it out. It's very it's a good site, simple, but it's good. wetrek.ca. Oh, no, not wetrek.com. Oh yeah, okay. Here it is, guys. I'll just download this uh 34 second intro to your show. And uh and then I'll show these guys here. So, just give me 2 seconds to I know I can share the screen and stuff, but it'll probably lag with your connection, so I'll just uh pull this really quickly off of here and then I'll just play it in vmix for the for people. Video playback 14. Okay. All right, guys. So I'm gonna load up a uh, the intro to Captain Aaron's channel just as a courtesy to him, as he's a good friend of mine, fellow brother in Christ, and uh, he came on here and put himself out there, talked to us for an hour and 40 minutes, and I really appreciate that, Aaron. So I'm gonna plug. Thank you very your, much. I'm honored to be here. Cool, buddy. I'm gonna plug your channel here. I'm gonna uh, play the intro to your, the introduction to your channel, so everyone in the chat can see what you're about. And uh, if there's any Star Trek fans, I'm sure they'll, they'll think your show is funny. I'm basically in, <laughs> Captain Picard, but I'm Captain Aaron, and I smoke a lot of weed, <coughs> and I'm really, okay, really dumb. Okay, they're gonna lose your audio for 34 seconds because I'm gonna play your intro, okay, Aaron? Okay, so here we go. You bet! These are the voyages of the starship Enterweave. It's continuing mission to explore strange new strains, to seek out new samples, to boldly growth where no one has grown before. <laughs> Okay, bro, and we are back, so there you go. Oh, I see uh, Ken, brother Pastor Ken is in the audience. Hey, unless you've already gone, how you doing, Ken? Thanks for coming to the live stream. I think you kind of missed it. This is like the after show by now. Are you there, Aaron? Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, up here. My microphone yeah. button is so sticky. I had trouble turning it on. We are back, and yeah, I played the intro for them, so. That's awesome, thank you very much. No That's my problem. show, people. There is only like, there's only about 30, there's only about 30 people left in the chat. It's kind of winding down here, but they they got to see the video, so check out check out Captain Aaron's channel there, guys. He's, uh, he's a good guy, so he doesn't, his, ch his channel only has a couple views, so you guys are into Star Trek and into comedies, make sure you check that out. Oh yeah, we're extra dumb on purpose, for your benefit. <laughs> we make all you stoners out there look really, really smart. <laughs> oh, who's yeah. that guy that plays the Klingon Deuce Bagok? 
That's one of my friends. He doesn't want his real name floated out there, so I'll keep that to myself. But he's into it. He likes it. We're obviously doing it for fun because we have like 40 subscribers on the YouTube channel and we get like 2 to 10 views per video at wetrek.ca. Don't lie. You're not doing it for fun. You obviously think it's real. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm actually a captain. <laughs> and I only came down here from the transporter team. To, yeah, you, to, uh, you transported down here to talk this interview. Or no. Right. I'm actually just, on the bridge right now. Yeah, you're on the bridge. You're talking yeah, from you the bridge right if now. If you don't believe me, you can just ask me again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the bridge. Yeah, I'm on the bridge for sure. There's no law. That, dude, no that would have been funny if we would have set up the show like that to have your picture like on the bridge if you pretended the whole episode you were like talking from your bridge. If uh, I could figure that green screen out live I, and some bandwidth. <laughs> that would have been classic. You would have been like, I would have changed my screen to make it look like your bridge, like have you in there. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to take off, Nick. It was an honor to be on your live stream. Thank you very much, all you viewers. There's 25 now. I don't know how many there were earlier, but thank you very much for sharing this time with us. And I'm going to take off now and leave Nick to engage you guys with quality content. Oh, oh no. Don't leave me alone. So, oh, yeah, they're all creeped out. Okay, already. bro. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Aaron. Yeah, thank you very much. See you, bro. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, Aaron's gone, guys, and, uh, yeah, I don't like being on here by myself, I'm terrified. So, that was it, that was our show, it wasn't that exciting, but thanks for coming. The shows will get better and better, I'm new to this whole live thing, I was on Discord all day, guys, trying to find guests, and I got some juicy debate topics coming up, I found a couple Flat Earthers that want to debate. I'm going to be having a urine therapy debate. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. Urine therapy. So, there's actually people out there that drink their own piss. And <laughs> and I think they're going to be willing to debate the subject that it's good for you. So, yeah, that's right. People drink their own piss and they think it's good for them. So, we're going to have a debate on urine therapy coming up. So, make sure you guys look out for that one. Um... I gotta really keep an open mind there, trying to hear how drinking your own urine is good for you, but uh, yeah, that will be coming up in the future, so make sure you guys check that out. Oh, and uh, also, if you want, there. let me give you my Twitter and uh, my... We have a Twitter and um, a Facebook, so <coughs> if you go to my channel, you guys, click on the uh, Facebook link, the little button up there, and click on the uh, Twitter, too, so it's it's all on the channel. Make sure you guys join, join the Twitter, follow the Facebook page, and then you can stay uh, up to date on debates and live shows, and also... If you guys want to come on the show, you can get a hold of me that way uh, through Facebook or through Twitter. And that way, uh, yeah, I would love to have you if you have a story to tell, near-death experience, or 
if you're well versed in scripture and you guys would just like to come on and maybe give a bible study you know something like that so just email me and uh, i would gladly set something up with one of you guys like i said if you don't want to show your face that's totally cool you can just talk uh, it's up to you so yeah um that's all i gotta say really you guys rule my email pastor ken can be found on the signs and wonders channel under the about tab you scroll down and click where it says reveal email and then it will reveal the email it's endtimesministry at hotmail.com <clears throat> but it can be found on the about page uh, it can be found on the about page of the channel so that would be cool pastor ken my brother if you ever wanted to come on a live episode and maybe give a bible study or a sermon or something i would be uh i'd be more than happy to have you do that brother good night uh, gary thanks for coming on same with rabbi levi thank you guys dorian i'm sorry you missed the show but you can go back it was recorded so we're it wasn't really that structured or anything. You didn't miss that much. We were just kind of talking about the B system and all the new stuff like the RFID chips and uh, stuff you probably have heard a lot. But uh, actually Captain Aaron brought up some cool things that I never heard before. I showed some pictures too of like um, they're making gas pumps now that have RFID chip scanners on them. That was really kind of a crazy one that came up. Um, yeah. But in the future, you guys, I'm going to have a, a nice structured debate with a format. And again, I want to apologize for Aaron's uh, crappy internet connection. That's why he kept cutting in and out and everything. So I want to either do a urine therapy one or a flat earth one next. streaming I think so it says I can't connect to the chat for some reason I hope you guys can hear me but um, yeah just uh, check the uh, community tabs the Facebook page all that kind of stuff I want to get a nice thing going here and get a good a good live uh, show going on so I want to